0: listening to the official podcast of the congregation, a place of discovery with pastor Tim story. Okay. I'm starting a new series today. If you guys could look at there, it's called presence. And if you could put the scripture up for me on that, you make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. So let's say that. Say, you will make known to me the path of life. Say, God, you will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Now, the word presence in the Bible usually denotes when you are face to face with God. In the Hebrew, the word is translated to have a intimate encounter with God, a close encounter with God, to actually touch God, feel God, to be apprehended by God. Over the next few weeks, we'll talk about different people in the Bible, Today, we'll get into a little bit of Psalms and then in the acts chapter two from old Testament to new Testament. And usually when they talk about the presence of God, people pursue the presence, somebody say pursue. Secondly, people are protected by the presence of God. Somebody say protected number three, people are empowered by the presence of God. As Pastor Page talked a couple of weeks ago, we can try to do things on our own, but truly it's not by might, nor by our own power, but it's by his spirit that we get more things accomplished. So we're talking about his presence. Psalm 77 in verse 1 says, I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God to hear me. When I was in distress, I sought the Lord. At night, I stretched out untiring hands and would not be comforted. I remembered you, O God, and I groaned and meditated, and my spirit grew even more faint. You kept my eyes from closing. I was too troubled to speak. I thought about the former days, in other words, when things seemed better in my life. The years of long ago, I remembered my songs in the night, my heart meditated, and my spirit asked, will the Lord reject me forever? I want you to know this, that life is very seasonal. If you're taking notes, in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter three, there was a song by a group called The Birds in the 60s, and it talks about the times and the seasons of life. There's a winter, there's a spring, there's a summer, and there's a fall. You need God's presence with you in the winter season. Sometimes those are the tougher seasons. But you need them in the winter, you need them in the spring, you need him in the summer when things seem great, and you need him also in the fall. So the psalmist is saying, I am going through a winter season. Will God reject me forever? Will he never show favor again to me? Will I never see summer again? Has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has his promise failed for all time? Has God forgotten to be merciful? Has he in anger withheld his compassion? I want you to hear me. There will be times in life where it feels like you don't have the mojo anymore. Like you don't have the Midas touch anymore. But we're going to teach you in this series that God is omnipresent. He is everywhere at all times. Say this, say, say, God God. is omnipresent. omnipresent. Say he's everywhere at all times. So even though your life doesn't feel summary, God is still with you. Lift your hands if you believe that. So you have the omnipresence of God. Then you have the manifest presence of God. And that's when God gives you encounters. And, and that's what we love, many people. We love the, the touchy-feely God. We, 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 we had an encounter. We, we felt something. And, oh, man, I, I, I went to this uh, retreat, and, and I encountered God, and now, 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 now I feel something. But that's good. But, but you've got to understand that God has different love languages, just, just like the book. It's like being in a a relationship with somebody. Maybe your wife may not always have the same response when you come home. She may not always give you a standing ovation. But know that God is omnipresent. Number two, know that he will always manifest his presence in some form or fashion. So he's always there. But at this time... The psalmist is a little stuck because he feels like God is not there for him. He says in verse 10, then I thought, to this I will appeal. The years when the Most High stretched out his right hand, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember the miracles of long ago. I will consider all your works and meditate on all your works. Mighty deeds. Your ways, O oh God, are holy. What God is so great as our God. You are the God who performs miracles. In other words, all of a sudden he had a shift by changing the way he thought. Say this say, say shift your satellite dish. The word shift means to transfer, it means to move. It means to rearrange. With the difficulties that you've gone through, even in the last 30 days, would all of you admit that sometimes you needed a God's eye view rather than a good's eye view? Because if you look at your financial problem through just a good's eye view, it could be like a real financial problem that may not go away. But if you look at it from God's perspective, And you shift your satellite dish, you transfer, you move, you rearrange, things can shift. Because he says in verse 11, then I thought, which means I took into serious consideration, I focused for a long period of time. I'm going to tell you right now, you change your focus, you change your faith. Say that strong, say, you change your focus, you change your faith. Say it even stronger. Say, so you change your focus, you you change your faith. See, it's that idea of it's time that we quit telling our mountains how big they are, and we tell our mountains how big our God is. The focus many times can be on the mountain, but if you shift your satellite dish to God, The psalmist says, man, I felt overwhelmed. I felt like God wasn't there. I felt like I was in a winter season, and a winter season lasted too long. But then I thought, then I changed my focus. Then I began to meditate on everything that God had done in my past. And I want you to think about this. Think about the times that God showed up for you. So, in the Amplified Version, he says, I will earnestly recall the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will earnestly remember the wonders you performed to our fathers of old. I will meditate upon all your works and consider all your mighty deeds. Your way, O God, is in the sanctuary. He says, you are a great God. So it's amazing. Again, he changes his focus. He changes his faith. He goes from something dismal. I don't know if it's going to happen. All of a sudden, he shifts his satellite dish and the presence shows up. God draws near. When God draws near, it shifts everything. Because everything that God is comes in with him. Well, what is God? God is Jehovah Elion. He is the God above every God. Old Testament Hebrew names. He is Jehovah Rapha. He is your healer. He is Jehovah Shalom. He is your peace. So in the midst of your pain, in the midst of your stuff, when you shift your satellite dish, it's amazing that everything that God is comes into the situation. He says, then I thought, look at all the times the right hand of God came. And in this church, one of the things we want to do is always educate you. So what does it mean? The right hand of God, the right hand of God, according to the Bible is The delivering side of God. When God comes in, watch, and just bam, just makes it happen. Watch, just bam. It is the delivering breakthrough side of God. I'm here to tell you the month of May is going to be the month of deliverance and breakthroughs from God in your life. And as we teach you to get into his presence, you watch how God will multiply things. Can I teach you a secret? It's not by accident that when you're going through a tough time, you get good answers from God. (laughs) So good. See, he was always there. You just didn't access him. Because many times you were just feeling good on your own, like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I don't need to go to church, I'm good, I don't need to read my little Jesus daily, come on, somebody, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, and then something happens, you can't go forward and get out, you can't go sideways and get out, you can't go back and go out, so you have to go up, and you bump into the answer. It's powerful, right? See, so that's why when people go through immense pain, it could be addiction, it could be incarceration, it could be divorce, it could be an illness, uh, a car accident. It's amazing, they'll come back to me and they'll say, oh my God, it was in that situation that I experienced God. Well, he was there all the time. But you did not shift your satellite dish to step into his presence. See the omnipresence watch is on you because you're in his environment. He is the Lord of the heaven and he is the Lord of the earth. So everywhere you go is God's presence. That's so why you can go to the ocean, you say, Man, I feel I feel I feel energy. It's God's presence. You can go to the mountains, it's God's presence. Are you with me? You can you can you can you can go to the desert, it's God's presence. You can get around another person who's flowing in God, it's God's presence. Because not only is God's presence. All around you, but New Testament with the new and better covenant through Jesus Christ, his presence is not just on you, but his presence now resides inside of you. So the presence is in you and the presence is on you. Clap your hands like you're going to pull this thing off because you reside in the presence of God. Say this, say, say, I admit it. I have superpower. It's really, the truth. So the psalmist says, "I'm, I'm, I'm kind of ca- caught. I'm in a, I'm in a quandary. I'm in a, I'm in a serious situation." But then I thought, look. But then I thought, "Hey, look at all the times God brought me through." The right hand denotes the power of God. The right hand denotes, in the Bible, the protection of God. That's Psalms twenty-three: "The Lord is my shepherd." I shall not want. Let me tell you an interesting study that I did years ago, and I put it in this sermon, and and that is that sheep who have seen other sheep attacked have a hard time sleeping unless they see the shepherd in the field. Let me say that again. Sheep that have seen other sheep attacked have a hard time resting, are sleeping because they think they're going to get attacked too, unless they see the shepherd in the field. So that's why in Psalms 23, it says, the Lord is your shepherd. You shall not want the word want in the Hebrew means you shall not have anxious desire. In other words, you have no reason to be anxious. You have no reason to be fearful because even if somebody around you has been attacked or you've been attacked in the past, when God is awake in the field, the Lord is your, the Lord is your what? So if you have financial problems, the Lord is your shepherd. If your daughter's acting up, the Lord is your shepherd. If your son's acting up, the Lord is your shepherd. Come on, people. If you're acting up, the Lord is your shepherd. If our government is acting up, the Lord is our shepherd. Come on, if the world is in a state of chaos, the Lord is our shepherd. The Lord is our shepherd, and his presence is felt even by the sheep. So the presence is there, watch, but you have to acknowledge the presence. So good. And how come some people are not acknowledging the the presence I have in my my notes? We're constantly distracted. We become a, a generation of human doings rather than human beings. We have a hard time being, being in the moment. Do you understand that you are living in a moment that you prayed for years ago that would happen? Do you know that even though everything's not perfect, you're alive, you're awake, you're about to thrive, you're about to do great things, God's about to explode in your life. Somebody clap your hands and shout. You prayed for this moment. So the psalmist says, man, I'm, I'm tripping. I'm, I'm going through things. And then he says, hey, 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 hey. And then I thought. But I got to help you with something. You get an average of 50,000 thoughts a day. So sometimes one good thought has to fight through a lot of other negative thoughts. Look at me. You got to concentrate and think. He says, and then I thought, look at the times the right hand of God came. The right hand of God is also a symbol of his presence. The right hand of God is a a symbol of his mighty works. The symbol of God is a, or the right hand of God is a symbol of his, his victory. Wherever there is presence, the presence of God, there is always victory because God is victory. When God shows up anywhere, you're going to win the battle. Clap your hands like God will be, come on. The victor in any situation. That's why you need the presence in your home. You'll win the battle. You need the presence in your job. You'll win the battle. You need the presence in your relationships. You'll win the battle, but look if there was darkness, if there was darkness, if there was an enemy, if there was really this thing called the devil, if there was really him, which I believe there is one, wouldn't it be like him to distract you from the very thing that gives you life? That God is your source. Say that. say, 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 God is my source source. Isaiah 40, 31 says that they that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. It says they shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. You shall mount up with wings as eagles. that if I get in the presence of God and the right hand of God comes, the Bible says, watch all of a sudden, new strength will come. The source will bring times of renewal, refreshing, and he will revitalize you from the inside. If there's this kind of power that's there, don't you think we should probably tap into the source? So the psalmist says, I was in trouble, but then I decided to shift my satellite dish and I tapped in to the source of God and it changed my mindset. He says, then I thought, look at all the times of victory. Look at all the times he brought me through. Look at all the things he did in the past. I'm here to tell you, some of you that were in the 50s, if you made it through the 50s, if you made it through the 60s, if you made it through the 70s, if you made it through the 80s, if you made it through the 90s, you're going to make it through 2019. Somebody clap your hands like that's powerful. Say, the Lord is my shepherd. The psalmist is feeling tired. He's feeling rejected. He's feeling watched like God is not hearing him. You got to go with these two stories because they're good. They're going to help you. I used to go to a church in Whittier, California that really helped our family since I was four years of age. And it's what's called like a charismatic church where people lift their hands and they believe in healing and speaking in tongues. And just so you know, there's over 800 million charismatic Pentecostals in the world today. Denzel Washington is Pentecostal. Stevie Wonder is Pentecostal. Bono is Pentecostal. And, and, and it, it, it's people who just believe in what we call the fullness of God. But in this church, they used to do these things called altar calls back in the day in some churches and you could even go to churches uh, uh, around and you'll see that they have what they call an altar back in the old days they used to call them the mourners bench where people would would come and they would and pray for 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 answers and they would call that to tarry they would they would come and they would pray and they would they would tarry until they felt like they got what they called a breakthrough where they went from the flesh to the spirit and they would get some kind of deliverance or some kind of answer from god so the pastor at the church said that, that we were at he loved to do altar calls and you would come to the altar so sunday night we would be at the altar and so this was kind of interesting to me when i was a teenager because we had one guy and, and uh Pastor Page remembers him, Jack, and that guy Jack, he'd cry at the altar. So he'd be at the altar every Sunday night, and he'd go, oh, watch me. I'm an actor. Come on, somebody. <laughs> God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Oh, God. Okay, that was one Sunday, but then he'd do it the next Sunday night. Come on. Then he'd do it the next Sunday night. Then he'd do it the next Sunday night. So I'm thinking, okay. He's godly. He's got that 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 alpo glow, like he's been with God. But do I gotta do that? Like to 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 get God? Do I gotta scream and yell and cry? I'm only 15. (laughs) Then we had this other lady named Linda, and she was like, if there was like 17 levels of heaven, she was on the 19th. (laughs) And so she would be out at the altar and she'd be like, woo! I'm like, okay, like which one has the better key to God, Jack, the crying guy, the weeping prophet, right, or the super spiritual lady? Then we had another guy that was from like the hippie movement, and he would just sit With his legs folded and he'd be just like this. And he'd go like this, he'd go, awesome. Awesome. He had like a big leather Bible with a fish on it. Are you with me? Come on, you know, like they did in the 70s, like So my thing was like, what is the best track here? Because I want to get to know God. I want to walk in Jeremiah 9:23. Listen. I want to be in his presence. Thus saith the Lord. Let not the rich man glory that he's rich, or the wise man that he's wise, but let him that glorieth glory in this, that you understand me. So I want to understand him so I can get in his presence, and glory that you know me. So I want to get to know him and understand him. So do I do it Jack's way? Oh, God. <laughs> Every Sunday night. And then he, he would like, they would be like, they would just keep just piling Kleenex boxes next to the guy. He'd just Do you remember this, Pastor Page? And then he'd walk away, like his eyes were all puffy. He'd be like, isn't God great? I'm like, whoa, this is intense for a 15-year-old athlete. Okay, then you had Linda. Just stick with me. Ooh-ha. So this lady, Linda, got a hold of me. Because she could tell that I had something towards God. And she says, Tim, the Lord showed me something. I saw us, I saw us at Parnell Park, praying together. And God was going to show you about your life. And so she was so spiritual, I thought, I better do it. So, so I, told, I told my mom, I said, I said, Linda's asking me to go. My mom goes, be careful, that lady's crazy. Give my mother a clap. She's in the second row there. (laughs) That lady's crazy. Be careful. I said, I mean, I'm only 15. She's not going to do anything to me. And I I was just wanting to know God. So she goes out there and she has like a blanket. She has a blanket. And she tells me, we're going to do it right when the sun's going down. God showed her. God showed her. The right when the sun comes down. Watch. So this is a little bit embarrassing because there's people still in the park. And she starts in. I thought she was just gonna reserve that for the church. You're embarrassing me, Linda. I play baseball, basketball, and football, and I'm good. You're embarrassing me, Linda. And she goes, come on, Tim, please, please, please. He's here right now. Just tap into him. Let it go. And for a minute, I tried. <laughs> yeah. and I, I came home, and I explained it to my mom, and she goes, You better never do that again. (laughs) See, because if I'm going to do something, I want to do it at the extreme. Don't you? Like, if there's a chance to know God, I want to really know him. If there's a chance to be blessed, I want to be real blessed. If there's a chance to live abundantly, I want to live real abundantly. If there's a chance to be a world shaker and a history maker, I want to be a real world shaker and history maker. Clap your hands and shout. Is this powerful? So, so, so I'm thinking, do I do it the Jack way? The, 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 ah, renting. Ah, crying. The Linda way. Or that other guy. God, you're so awesome. You know, like God's a dude, like dude, giant dude in the sky. You're awesome. So I'm about to go to this thing called seminary, and this is where I'm going to learn about God, watch. Because I'm already becoming a pretty fancy speaker, and I'm on the circuit, I'm only 20. So there's this guy named Dan. I'll call him Dan C. I'm talking about the presence of God, okay? How many of you are learning something today? Don't you want to get into his presence? And so I got Dan C. And Dan C sees me. Dan C, I'm 20. Dan C's 32. He had gone into the military, graduated from college, and decided he wanted to be in the ministry. So he's late to coming to seminary. And he sees me. Far across campus and he goes, He's from South Carolina. Tim! Hey story. A little embarrassing. He goes, It's on your knees, brother. It's on your knees. So my my, my my roommates go, What's he even talking about? Isn't he weird? What's he talking about? I go, I don't know. So so he sees me. He goes, he goes, I see you got a gift. I saw you up at the church, and you spoke, and everybody got all excited. He says, but I'm going to tell you something. He goes, you want to get to know God? He goes, it's on your knees. Now, he was a mixture of Linda. Come on, somebody. <laughs> and the crying guy. It's true story. But this guy wouldn't let me, let me go. He was relentless. Well, he was about to change my life. He sees me again. Hey, story. <laughs> he didn't even say it. he didn't even have to say it. He just went. I'm like, "What's he talking about?" What he was saying is, "Okay, you got charisma story. You you, you you're flashy. People like you, but if you could tap into God's presence, if you would pursue his presence, if you would become a God chaser, God would be so on you and so in you that the greater one would make you unstoppable. Somebody say this, say, he's on me. me. He's me. He's in me. Say, it makes me. Unstoppable. So no, no, that's what Dan was trying to do. Dan was like a messenger from God. He, he, he saw that I had it. Look, he saw, he, whoa, he, he's got it. Look at him. Whoa, whoa, he's got it. But he knew that would only get me so far. That would get me through the summer seasons of, oh my God, he's so great. Oh my God, he's so amazing. Why? But that's not going to get me through the winter seasons of my brother dying. That's not going to get me through the winter seasons of of relationship problems. Come on, somebody. That's not going to get me through the winter seasons of the enemy attacking me. He knew that there was a God that was bigger than the summer seasons. Clap your hands like you hear what I'm saying. There is a God that's bigger than summer. Come on. He wanted... He wanted me to know God's presence. The Bible says, wait till next week. The children of Israel wanted to know the miracles of God, but Moses wanted to know his ways. Most people just want the God that just distributes miracles. Got him in a bind. Give me a miracle. Come on. My wife's acting up. Give me three miracles. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I'm a little down. Shoot me a miracle. Shoot me a miracle, God. Do one of those miracle things. Come on. Do a, do a The children of Israel wanted to know the miracles, the miracles, the miracles, the miracles, the miracles, the miracles. But Moses wanted to know his ways, his ways, his ways. Moses says, God, I want to know your presence. See, it's one thing to say you know somebody, but it's another thing to be in their presence. See, Stevie Wonder is my friend, but Stevie Wonder is my friend. I know other people that say, I know Stevie. No, you don't. You haven't been there with him when he's in pain. I have. I've been in the ditch with him. It's a big difference. See, it's good. We 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 like to surface relationship things. Oh, uh, I know Grant Cardone. I know. Oh, you know Steve Harvey. I know Steve Harvey. No, I. Do you, do you Oh, that, that that's great. I, you that that. Oh, oh I. Oh, do you? Have you been down there with him? You know what Dan would say to me? It's on your knees story. If you get. If you get him not just on your outside, but if you get him on your inside. Because once you touch the fire, you'll never live in the smoke. Come on, clap for the last five minutes of this. Come on, clap for the last five minutes. You can take it. Say that. Say Say. once I touch the fire. I'll never live in the smoke. Can I tell you something? Once you touch God, you'll never, you will never, look at me. You 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 will never be satisfied not knowing him. Whew. You finally got me, Dan. I said, Dan, okay, what do you want from me? He goes, I'm gonna tell you something right now. Brother, I've been at this a long time. I'm 32. I said, you've told me that many times. He said, but I'm an old soul. And I know when somebody's got it and you got it. He goes, Tim, if you can learn to know him, it'll make you unstoppable. Well, he was right. Wait till next week. The book of Daniel says, the people who know their God shall be strong. And do mighty works. Clap your hands and shout. Come on, don't you want to know his presence? Don't, come on, clap, don't you want to know his Don't you want to know? Don't you want to know his presence? The people... Because you know him, you get a revelation. He's healer. You know him, you get a revelation. He's peace. You know him, you get a revelation that he is a God that makes a way where there was no way. You're not wondering anymore. When you know him, you know he's a shepherd who protects you even when you're under attack. The people who know. That's why I'm unstoppable. 38 years at this. In Nigeria, they hit me over the head. I came out of a meeting, 28,000 people, Creflo Dollar was there, they didn't smack him. (laughs) I come out of a meeting, I'm I'm walking down and a guy goes, bam, hits me on the side of the face. Takes me right into the bleachers. In Spain, a guy takes a club and hits me in the back of the head. In Cincinnati, Ohio, at a big old Assemblies of God church, 2,000 people, a lady in witchcraft, she lunges at me from the front row and grabs me by the neck and starts choking me out while the ushers stand there and watch. (laughs) At a big charismatic conference with all the big charismatic guys, with Kenneth Copeland, Gloria Copeland, Fred Price, Jesse DePlantis, a lady comes and slaps me across the face. Why? The enemy cannot stand it when you get what he lost watch this you want to you want to live i'm going to teach you how to live the enemy can counterfeit love the enemy can counterfeit miracles but he cannot counterfeit the true presence of god When Lucifer was kicked out of heaven, he was kicked. No wonder he's trying to keep you from the presence. I don't want to go to church. Jack. The hippie. Dude, you're awesome. Almost done. Dan C. This guy tripped me out, man. He goes, I pray Monday, Wednesday, and Friday in the practice room over by where you live, H4. I'm like, this guy even knows where I live? This is weird. True story. I said, what time? From 9 to 10. It's like, that's a long time to pray. Most people I know that prayed at that time would be like this, like, oh, God, you're awesome. Oh, God, um, you're cool. Oh, God, I need a couple more things. And they're out seven minutes. This dude's going to, like, take an hour. So we go in there, and he turns the lights off, which I think is weird. He turns the lights off, look, to, like, I guess, like to to up the audience of relationship with God. So he turns the lights off. Now it's about to get scary, because he goes like this. So let me quote the words he says. He says these words. He sits down, he goes, thank you, God. It's just you and me. Go ahead and come down. It's a true story. I say this on my life. All of a sudden, I felt, I'm like, son of a, That's what I thought. Sorry about that in church. It's Cuz all he said was, "Okay God, it's just you and me." And I felt I felt holiness. I started crying for no reason. I felt this supernatural peace. And he says, he said, come deeper, God. It's just you and me. I thought, liar, I'm here too. (laughs) You know how like in certain cars, you can turn the air up on one section and then the air a little lower on the other. I was like, just keep it up on your section. Leave me alone over here. Okay, God. True story. It's just you and me, God. It's just you and me. I'm like, this, this is what's going on here. I just felt him go to God. God just let just you go. Draw near to me. I'll draw near to you. Uh, 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 Paul said, I must apprehend him who apprehended me. What happened? He went after his presence with purity with the right motives. And God came in the room and freaked me the heck out. I was like, an hour passed by so fast, it was like being on a good date. Come on, somebody. (laughs) Lift your hands if you've ever been on one good date. Lift your hands, please. And the hour passes by, you're like, oh man, too bad I gotta go. He said, we're going to do it again on Wednesday. It hit again on Wednesday. We're going to do it again on Friday. We did it again on Friday. It made me Tim's story. No, no, watch. I'm walking with a famous celebrity. He had just been on one of the famous talk shows in New York City. Famous, famous guy. It's with me and a guy named Brent Bolthouse and this super famous guy. We're walking in New York City. And so the guy says, I'm kind of going through something. And Brent told me how you prayed for Robert Downey Jr. And he felt the presence. He says, can you, if you prayed for me right here in the middle of the street, would it work? I said, yes. Do you know why? Because I am a friend of God. And he inhabits the praises of his people. Wait till next week. To inhabit means he goes deep into the fiber of his own people. Do you know that there are certain people that walk the earth? They're different than some of you. Because they've let the presence of God inhabit them and go deep into the fiber of their beings. Come on, clap your hands like God's awesome. Come on. He said, can you do that thing that you did to the other guy, that famous actor? I said, yeah. How often do you do this? Every week of my life. I did it yesterday in a hotel. Sometimes I put my hand on him. Sometimes I hug him. This guy I hugged him. I, just, I hugged him and he just started weeping. And he said, holy S-H-I. That's what he said. That, that was his form of praise. He wasn't Christian like you guys. (laughs) He goes, I feel it. He goes, I feel it. I feel relieved. I feel relieved because the presence brings the anointing, and the anointing is the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God. No wonder the enemy wants to keep you from the presence. Because the presence will bring freedom. And when you get freedom, you get clarity. When you get clarity, you get your vision back. When you get your vision back, you get your destiny back. And when you get your destiny back, and I'm done, you can change the world. Thanks for listening to the Congregation Podcast. For more information about the congregation, including gathering times, locations, and how you can give and support the community. Check us out online at www.congregationchurch.com.